today, we're going to help you decide whether boosting organic posts or promoting dark adverts is the right social strategy for your brand. In this episode, you'll learn what is boosting and why is it different to running ads on social, why ads can offer a more predictable way of buying media, and how boosting posts can sometimes end up cannibalizing your advertising efforts when you're doing both. Did you know that 75% of Facebook's revenue comes from small and medium-sized businesses advertising across their family of apps? That's because it's a more affordable channel compared to traditional platforms like TV and out of home. This majority of usage by small businesses is also driven by the easy-to-use advertising formats that don't necessarily require specialist teams to help. One example of this is the ability to boost posts. This is an ad buying feature that was launched in 2012 And when you take a really zoomed out look at Facebook's revenue, it's the point at which mobile ads started to really explode and grow on the platform. Now, when I talk about boosted posts, I'm talking about the ability to select a post that you have already shared organically on Instagram or Facebook. And then you've applied some money to it so that it can be seen by more people than just your followers. The functionality is incredibly simple as it can all be done inside the apps. So if you're a small business owner and you're already familiar with how to post to Instagram, Boosting is a little button that comes up next to your content, and when pressed, you can then choose how much you want to spend, whether you want to reach people who are similar to your followers, or you can add in some demographic targeting, such as a particular age range or location. Whilst this is a great solution for small business owners and those who are perhaps just starting to dip their toe into paid social advertising, there are some limitations to the Boost Post functionality. And that's what I'll be talking to you about today as I answer the question, can boosting posts compare to dark ads? First, let's go through the key variations between the two ad buying types. I have a slide with a decision tree on it that helps brands understand when to use each one. So get in touch if you'd like a copy. But on it is essentially the following. If you're a confident and experienced social ads buyer, then dark ads are the way to go. They offer both predictability and flexibility in your ad campaigns because you can select your specific goal, such as reach, traffic or conversions, as well as how you want to optimize towards those objectives such as paying for impressions or only paying when someone makes a purchase. However, if you're less confident in ad buying or you don't have a dedicated team or agency, for example, if you're a small business or a one-person band, then boosting is definitely the less intimidating option because as I said before, it's all done inside the platform. If you have a specific call to action, message or product that you want to communicate to as many of your potential customers as possible at a cost-efficient rate, then dark ads are for you. You can run ads across the whole Facebook network, including Instagram, Messenger, Facebook, articles, and gaming apps. And as you're uploading the advert to Ads Manager, you can upload your ad in all the formats that you need. So your message is vertical for stories, portrait for feed, etc. And if you don't have those formats to hand, you can simply use the inbuilt creative tools in Ads Manager to optimize your creative for each of those placements. The reason this is also more cost effective than boosting is because the available inventory is greater across the whole family of apps, so there's more places for your ad to run. If you're a new brand and want to gain traction on your social media pages, choosing to boost your existing organic content can get it into the news feeds of potential customers and give them a flavour of what to expect from your brand. I think it's also worth just having the context of why boosted posts became an option, as it can be easy to think, well, the option is there, so I should just use it. Well, in the early days of social ads, Facebook needed to grow its revenue share against the other growing channels such as YouTube, Twitter, and Snapchat. The easiest way to do this was to remove the barrier of spend levels and dedicated ad teams and to make the process self-serve. So basically, anyone could run ads. 
To make this as easy as possible, many of the great advertising tools were stripped back so that ads could be set up in a couple of clicks. Now, it's one thing for me to share my opinion on why running dark ads are more efficient and effective than boosted posts, but here at Social Chain, we've actually helped clients understand the role for boosting by analysing the results of both types of ad campaigns, with one of our clients finding that boosted posts contributed between just 3 and 7% to their KPIs, compared to over 90% for dark ads. We've also found that when you're running dark ads and then choose to boost an existing post at the same time, you're then competing against yourself. The cost of running a boosted post has at times led to CPMs that are 166% greater than the dark ads. And this is because you're competing for the same audience, but only with one format, whereas your dark ad is running across multiple placements and so costs less. If you're wanting to conduct similar research on your campaigns, I'd recommend you do the following. Create custom URLs for all of your ads that link to a specific page or product on your website. Then run your boosted posts and dark ads over at least a six-week period so that you have enough data to analyze. Then you want to look through your website data to see where your visits, conversions, and leads are coming from. And finally, compare the cost and passive metric results, including CPM and video views, to understand where the most time is being spent and how much it's costing you. One of the main reasons I do hear from people who want to run boosted posts is to increase engagement on their organic feed. And this is especially true for those smaller brands who want to increase their social proof on Instagram. Firstly, I totally get it. It feels intuitive to want to get lots of likes and followers on your content. We live in a world with algorithms that are designed to boost people, not brands. And when you have small budgets, it can feel like running ads is a really big, hairy challenge. But when it comes to your organic feed, you're not really doing the sell, sell, sell. You're creating content that aligns to your brand's values, reacting to trends and generally talking about your products or services in a way that some might say is more entertaining and less on the informative, functional side. Take Innocent Smoothies, for example. Their Instagram feed is full of comical, topical posts such as work bingo, talking about the new season of The Apprentice and cute infographics. These aren't trying to sell a new smoothie range or letting you know where they're available to purchase. It's a stream of brand content that does the job of long-term branding and in this case is more exciting than a functional website. Their ads, on the other hand, are product front and centre with the type of smoothie clearly named and information on where to buy them. They're still on brand, of course, with a cheeky tone of voice, but their job is to get as many people as possible to think of picking up a smoothie when they visit the supermarket. So is one of these buying types better than the other? Well, as with all things in advertising, it depends. But if you're super clear on your objectives, your KPIs, and have something to say to your potential customers, then running ads is the most efficient and effective way to spend your budget, given its broader targeting options, optimization settings, and the ability to run across multiple platforms with native creative. But if you're looking to increase engagement on your page so that you have social proof on your feed, then boosting posts is a quick win to get more eyeballs on your organic page. And as this is a podcast, it's harder to give visual examples, but I take the following brands and look at their organic Instagram feeds and then look in ads library to see the adverts they're running. The following brands are good places to start, but you could do it with any of your competitors. So take Innocent, Nike, NatWest, Beats and Ikea. And when you're looking at them, write down what you notice about them that's different. So what talking points are they covering? What calls to action are they using? What do they talk about in the feed compared to their ads? And do you think there are different target audiences? Ultimately, there are lots of factors that come into play when deciding what ad buy to use. So I hope that this episode has provided you with some food for thought, as well as some things you can start discussing with your team and agency. 
And as always, to conclude this episode, I'll leave you with these three takeaways. One, the option to boost posts was created to enable small businesses and inexperienced ad buyers to start running ads on the platforms. Two, boosting is more limited than dark ads because you only have the one creative that you're promoting and targeting options and objectives aren't as detailed. So be mindful that you might end up spending more money to actually achieve less. And three, boosting is really useful for driving short-term engagement to your organic feed. But running ads is more predictable and is focused on key messages and products that are relevant to as many of your target audience as possible. You're listening to the Social Minds Podcast. This has been Answered with Pollyanna Ward, where we clear up the questions that marketers hear most.